Well, hello everyone. This is Nadia. Welcome to another episode of Gift of Homeschooling, the place to be for tips, advice, and inspiration to create a successful long-term homeschool experience that you and your children will absolutely love. Hope you guys are all doing great. Hope your homeschool experience today has been great so far. I wanted to come on this morning and share with you five homeschool productivity hacks. I found out over the years that uh, with some parents, was one of the things that was the end-all be-all to their homeschool experience was the fact that they felt that they were not very productive in their homeschool day. I've spoken to homeschool parents that said that they decided to stop homeschooling because they felt that the homeschool day was not very productive and they spent way too many hours homeschooling. And so I thought it was important to come on today and share with you five productivity hacks that I found that worked excellently to make sure that your homeschool day was more productive or as as productive as it could be. And I think that if you implement these five simple productivity hacks, that'll make a world of a difference in your homeschool productivity day. So without much further ado, let's get into the very first one. And the very first one would be to make sure that you're starting out your homeschool day with your most challenging subject. And that means that first and foremost, you're going to have to know and identify for each of your children, if you have multiple children, what their most challenging subject is, because it might be different for each child. And if you have one child, then make sure that you are aware of what that challenging subject is for that child. And I found that even with the brightest children, that there was one subject or maybe two that they had that was more more challenging than their other subjects. And so I would, and that would be a subject that they were not so excited about and then were not so, you know, motivated to complete. And even like I said, even if the child is a very gifted child or, or a child that's very bright, they might have a subject that you find that takes longer for them to complete or is a little bit more challenging because they might not be so interested in it. And so for each of your children, identify what that is for them. I found with my children that both of them had different subjects that were challenging or were more of a challenge for them and it was not the same. So again, it might be different for each child. So make sure you take the time to figure out and you might know already what that subject is. What is the most challenging subject for that child or for your children? And so the first hack would be make sure that you are starting the homeschool day with that cha- the most challenging subject. Because I've found, and I'm sure most of you have found, that as the, as the homeschool day progresses, just like with everything else in life, you know, as you're going through your work day, if you're a working parent, uh, you find that, or even, you know, around the house, you find that there's a lull, lull period where you get, where you've hit your limit and you start kind of waning for the day. And so it's important that we don't, we're not asking our children to complete their most challenging homeschool, homeschool subject during the period where they're lulling. So um, like with everything else, like I said, there is a lull period where I find for myself uh, personally that about midday, you know, I'm feeling like I need a pick me up or I might need to take a break, get a little snack or something like that just to kind of push me through the rest of the day. And for the kids, it's the same, I think. So make sure that you are setting them up for, for success by allowing them to do their most challenging subject 
at the top of the homeschool day. So that's the very first one. Make sure that you start your homeschool day with the most challenging subject. The second hack for homeschool productivity is to make sure that you're planning breaks into your homeschool day. It is not realistic and I don't think it's very fair to try to, you know, just barrel through all the subjects for the day without giving the children breaks. And I found that actually it might sound very excessive, but I found that a break after about an hour or two worked really well. So after about an hour, just a five, 10 minute break would be really, really good to build into your homeschool day. And all that looks like is just giving them a few minutes to push back from the homeschool table and the homeschool desk and taking five, 10 minutes just to do whatever they they choose to do. So don't let the, the break be something that you are telling them what to do. Allow them to do whatever it is within reasons, of course, that helps them to unwind for a few minutes and then come back to the homeschool desk. And I found for my little ones, for example, when they were younger, uh, for example, uh, my younger one, he loves Legos. So his break his break, in, entailed him taking five, 10 minutes just to go into his Lego room and building something simple or just playing with his Legos for a few minutes before he came back. And I would actually set a timer where the timer would go off so I wouldn't have to try to rein them in myself and say, hey, it's five minutes is up now. I would say, okay, we're setting a five-minute minute, minute uh, timer for your break. Once you hear that break, make sure you come back and we'll we'll be set to go. And I found that that worked wonders. They were very happy to have their short break and were happy to come back uh, without much fuss to get back into their homeschool day. So the second hack, the second productivity hack would be to make sure you're building in breaks maybe after an hour or two for the children to push back from their homeschool desk and get a little breather to come back. And where it sounds like it might be excessive, it actually helps with the productivity because then when they came back, they were ready to go. And, um, you know, it wouldn't be that it would be this pull and tug, tug and pull because they weren't in the right, you know, mental frame frame of mind to complete their homeschool day. So give them a little break here and there and it will work wonders, I guarantee you. The third hack is actually attached to the second one and that is to make sure that the break is not too long. So when I say break, I really mean break and a short break. Don't make it a 30-minute break because then, unless it's lunchtime, for example, if it's a lunch break, but if it's a short break in inside this homeschool day, make sure that it's short because the longer the break is, the harder it's going to be to pull them away from whatever they are breaking into uh, I'm, I'm whatever they, they are doing during their break, and then it'd be difficult to kind of get them back into the frame of mind for homeschooling. So make sure that the break is not a very long break. It should not be a 30-minute break. I would advise a 5 to 10-minute break as I discussed before. So that's the third piece of um, productivity hack is to make sure that the break is not too long. The fourth one would be to make sure you're preparing yourself. Now, what does that mean? I've talked about this before in, in previous podcasts. I think it's so important 
to make sure that you yourself as a homeschool parent is prepared. And that would look like the night before checking to see what subject you're going to be covering. Even if you're not a hands-on parent, maybe the child has a video-based curriculum where you set them in front of the uh, computer and they do their video-based curriculum on their own. But I think it's so important to make sure you yourself are still prepared. You yourself have gone into their curriculum the night before. Check what, what it is that they're going to be learning. If you're a hands-on parent and you create your own curriculum, just making sure that every single thing that you're going to be teaching the next day, that you are strong on being able to teach it. And if you're not, making sure that you take that time the night before to identify some resources on the internet or through books that you might be able to present to your child to assist them so that you don't end up with a child that's frustrated and in tears because they've encountered a problem and you're not able to help them and they're not able to help themselves because it's a difficult task or a difficult subject for them to wrap their brains around. So again, Make sure that you yourself are preparing the night before, even if it's a video-based curriculum where the child is learning on the on the computer themselves. I found that it's very it was so important to make sure that I myself was well equipped to be able to assist them or to be able to direct them to a resource online that could explain to them and simplify the subject at hand that they were learning. And that helped with productivity Then, because then we didn't end up with a child that was frustrated because they weren't able to learn and frustrated because you couldn't help them. And you and your, you yourself end up being frustrated because you felt you couldn't help them. So make sure you take the time the night before just to prepare yourself uh, for this next homeschool day to figure out whether or not if you're not strong in a subject that you've identified some resources to help your child. So that would be the fourth the fort productivity hack. And I found that that has helped and has always helped to create much more a much more productive uh, homeschool day. The fifth one would be to build in a reward system. If you are not doing this yet, I would strongly suggest that you work on building a reward system in your homeschool journey. That would look like just making sure that there are rewards rewards that are attached to accomplishing the homeschool day efficiently and productivity and productivity is high and that the child is doing well and that they are bringing their best to the table when it comes to their homeschool day and i found that when you you know had a reward system in place that the child and the children were so much more motivated because they were encouraged to receive a reward maybe at the end of the week. You might say, you know, if we do really well this week, we are going to have a picnic at the park, you know, or if we do really well, we're going to have an ice cream day or we're going to have yogurt, frozen yogurt at the end of the week. Or it might be something as simple as giving them a dollar or two for a job well done at the end of the homeschool week. Think about, again, this is going to take some effort on your part, thinking about what are motivators for your for your child or your children. I, I, I'm pretty clear what motivates my children in terms of rewards. And so that's what I built in for them. You think about your child or your children and think about what motivates them you know, and then build that reward system into the homeschool day and the homeschool week and make it very crystal clear to everyone concerned that this is what we're doing. If you accomplish ABC, 
the EFG, you will get ABC EFG in terms of rewards. And I found that it was very motivating. It worked really well. It helped us to be more productive. When there was a reward system built in place and everyone concerned, the children and myself were aware about what the reward would be. And again, pick something that actually motivates them and is actually a reward for them. So if they're not interested in going to the park, don't build that in as a reward for them. Make sure it's something that you know that they would be motivated to receive as a reward at the end of the week or at the end of the school day. So that would be the fifth one and the last one. But I do have a bonus that I wanted to share with you. And I I think this is very important, especially when the children are younger. And it might sound a little bit uh, harsh maybe, but I really found that it's so important to get rid of distractions in the homeschool space. So that means that in the homeschool space, do not have their favorite toys or too many distractions in there. It needs to be a distraction-free environment. Of course, um, you, if there's a special, you know, plushed animal or a special friend in terms of like a comfort toy that the child has that has has been, you know, something of com- brings comfort to them. That that's fine. That's allowed. But make sure that the homeschool space is different. It looks different than the play space. It shouldn't be that your play space looks just like your homeschool space. Play space is one thing and homeschool space should be another thing. And so that being said, make sure that there are not too many distractions in in terms of toys, in terms of other things that do not do not point to accomplishing your homeschool day efficiently or productive in a productive way in the classroom space. Uh, and that means that the classroom, the homeschool classroom space should look different than the playroom space. So that means that your playroom should not be the same place as your homeschool space. And that's my final uh, tip. It's a bonus piece, but I found that it makes a difference in terms of productivity because I, in the very beginning, I was very lenient and I would say, sure, you can bring your favorite toy to the homeschool space. But what I would find is that my children would start um, you know, playing with their toy and then we get distracted. And so that could be another thing. You could say, you know, let's put away the toy and at the end of the day, you can, at the end of the finishing the subject, you can, you know, have a break and play with the toy. But again, the bonus piece would be make sure that you get rid of distraction. The homeschool space should be a distraction-free space. It should not mimic or should not look like the play the playroom. Okay, so that were, that, those were the five productivity hacks, homeschool productivity hacks, plus my bonus. I'll run over them real quickly again in case you want to write them down. First one would be to start the homeschool day with the most challenging subject. Second one, plan breaks after an hour or two. Number three, don't have too much or too long of a dis- of a break otherwise the children become too distracted and it's hard to kind of you know call them back into homeschooling four prepare yourself uh, as the homeschool parent the night before five building rewards and the bonus piece is make sure that the homeschool space is a distraction free space meaning that you it's not filled with toys uh, the homeschool space should not mimic the playroom Okay, so that's all I had for today. I hope that was helpful to at least one of you guys out there. 
Uh, remember, as I close out today, I always want to remind you that you're not alone, even if it feels like it sometimes. If you're a fellow homeschooling parent, you belong here. This is your space and you are not alone. There are so many, many of us out there who have already traveled the path to homeschooling and have uh, many, uh, many years under a belt. And I want to make sure you're able to receive you know, all that you can receive from us who have gone before you. Make sure you check in regularly and be a part of the gift of homeschooling community. Together, we'll make sure that you have the best and most successful long-term homeschool experience ever. And if you have not yet subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe so that you can get notified of new podcasts that are coming up. And please go ahead and share with anyone else that you think might might be benefiting from such a podcast and make sure please to go ahead and also like and leave us a review so that others can also come to know about the gift of homeschooling podcast. And remember, uh, just go ahead and uh, stick with it because I truly believe that it's only long term that you can experience a true gift of homeschooling. I think if you put in a year or so with and the year or so is usually just kind of the learning curve. You will not be able to reap the full benefits and the full gift of homeschooling. So go ahead and uh, remember that you've got this. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk again in the next podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.